through the Holy Ghost. And we want him to come and take his liberty once again. Brother Savala, we love you. Glad that you're here. Praise Hallelujah. Let's love the Lord together, can we? Jesus, we thank you. We love you. Praise you, Lord. What a mighty, mighty God you are, Jesus. Oh, there's nobody like you, Jesus. Nobody like you. Amen, 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 amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Nobody, nobody like Jesus. Praise God. Amen, 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 amen. Well, hallelujah. It's a, it's still just a great privilege to be here to preach to God's people, minister. Amen. Do the best we can and following the Holy Ghost. And uh, I, uh, I mentioned, I believe it was Brother Hilton, we were talking. Uh, a while ago, and I told him that I envied him. Um, he goes, what he does working, and uh, and so some folks would think that's somewhat strange coming from a preacher. Um, but I like to work with my hands. I like to do things, and uh, and I'm very well aware uh, of a traditional. And it, I think it's it's still very very large. It's it's a great percentage of God's people because they don't know and, and because of some perceptions and even actions of evangelists, but a lot of them don't, uh, they, they don't understand exactly what an evangelist does. And so the, the idea is that he just kind of just eats chicken all day or whatever and sleeps until noon and, and, you know, and then he gets in and yells at God's people at night for why they're not worshiping God. Uh, and so uh, I, made, I made up my mind a long time ago that I would not be that type of evangelist. Number one, I enjoy working uh, and getting out and doing things. And uh, I understand that's not why I am here. I'm here to help the church and evangelize and all that. But I enjoy doing those things. And so uh, I'm just i thankful to get a little exercise. As you can see, I need it. So uh, it's my excuse to get out and do something. Amen. Move a few pounds. They don't really lose. I just shift them from place to place. I ain't really lost anything. I don't know. It's kind of moved from place to place. And you young people don't understand about that yet, but you will. Amen. It's it's coming to your body someday too. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord Terry's. Amen. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Revelation. Amen. I'm, I, we're going to read a passage of Scripture uh, that used to, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, uh, pastors just slightly past 40 years, uh, and and uh, he'll remember, it used to be very common in revivals for many to preach out of these passages of Scripture that we're going to preach out of. Um, you don't hear it very often. Uh, I did not. Re- I, di- I didn't plan to preach what I'm going to. Matter of fact, it was just a. It's a Bible study that I did for my personal devotion. I, and then I passed it on to some ministers, uh, but I felt very strongly to. So this is the first time I'm going to be. Uh, read my handwritten notes and all that kind of stuff. I've typed them up, but this first time I'm going to be uh, using it here in public. So y'all are guinea pigs. Praise God. I mean, that's not very nice, is it? You know, is it people walking. He called me a pig. Amen. And uh, and so, Revelation chapter 13 and verse 11. The Scripture said, "I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth." He had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. 
He doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles. It's an interesting phrase. He deceives by miracles. This is why we don't walk by miracles. They're signs. They're not the end result. But this, this, this prophet, <clears throat> this false prophet uh, is what he is that this scripture is telling us about is coming before the beast and he deceives people on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast. They now, now make an image which had the wound by a sword and did live, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. It causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast, uh, of the name of the beast or number of his name. Here is wisdom, let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man and his number is 600, three score and six, or 666, 666. Jesus, we ask you to help us over the next little while tonight. Thank you, God, for your wonderful people. God, that your word would make entrance, Jesus, as in days of old. God, that you would help me, Jesus, to relay, Lord, these thoughts as you gave them to me, Jesus. We love you. We praise you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Now, I will tell you what this is not. This is not going to be a preaching on telling you who the beast is. This is not going to be a message about 666 and numerology. Hallelujah. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Everybody that started down those roads and, and has come up with the answers that I know of today, most of them are whack jobs. Amen. We don't need any more whack jobs. We just need, we need, we need good Christians. Praise God. But there are some things in here that, that we can figure out, and especially in today's world, uh, as we are moving rapidly, in ways that, that we couldn't even imagine uh, 25 years ago. Uh, so, so rapidly in the acceptance of, of medications, mandatory, uh, it's revolutionizing just our world. And so, and so this, is, this is not, this, this will not be a teaching or preaching. Uh, on a pro or against vaccine. So all of you that have a stance on one of them, God bless you. That's not my position. That's the pastor's. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Uh, just let you know what this is not. For that way you can, you can ride with me on what this is. Now, this passage of Scripture lets us know of, of an event that is going to happen. Look at your neighbor say, it's going to happen. Now, I hope, again, now what this is not is this is not going to be a position teaching or preaching on whether I believe pre-med or post. God bless everybody. However, I can preach all of them. <laughs> the good thing is I can preach every one of them. Uh, and I can preach it good enough that you would, know, you would think I believe every one of them. So that's not what this is about. It is about things that are in the Bible. They are coming to pass. They have not yet. They are coming to pass. 
And if you miss the rapture, let me put it, I'm going to put it two ways for you. If you miss the rapture, then this is what you get to look forward to. I hope that there is a rapture. That's what I hope. I can preach it really strong that way. I hope there is. But just in case there isn't and God doesn't plan to take me out of here, then this is what's still going to be available. See, now I don't... I don't have time to go into all this, but I know that, see here, this is why, this is why, folks, you need to stay off the internet and, and doing all the YouTube searches on end time stuff and listening to a bunch of Trinity guys that don't even believe oneness. They don't, they, they, they don't even believe each other are saved, much less Pentecostals are saved. That's just, that's good preaching. I, I, I'm just preaching. Amen. God bless everybody. Amen. Stay off of all that mess. Don't, don't be looking at, well, what do they say about this? Who cares? What, they don't even believe the message. Amen. Find out what your pastor teaches and preaches. Do a little study for yourself. Don't go reading somebody's books out there, some Trinity books and hey and all that. And I remember when I was a kid, I was about 15 years old. I, it had been out a little while, but what was that by Lindsay? Was it 1984 or something like that? No, that was uh, Wales. Uh, uh, the late great planet Earth. Was that what it was? How Lindsay? And uh, I was 15 years old reading some of them dumb books, and it didn't make sense to me then. And then LaHaye come out with all this uh, what's Left Behind series, and uh, just uh, all this. And there was a movie. There was a movie that was goes beyond LaHaye that come out in the 70s. It was called Left Behind, uh, and, and and I remember that. And and there was a song that went with it, and and uh, and, and I can't. This song just none of that's in my notes. But anyways, just so you know, that I go way back there, and I can remember a lot of that stuff. Stuff that's not hardly preached or mentioned anymore. Even though that it was preached back then, it did put a fear of God in you to a degree that I don't want to go through that stuff. I'm not going to take, it don't matter if I'm here when the mark of the beast comes uh, or I'm already gone. I don't want to be there for it. And if I've got to go through it, I ain't taking it. But we live in a world today that would take it either way. And so it takes an understanding of why this is in the Scripture. It is in there because it is an event that's coming. It's coming to the world. We do know that somewhere in all of this, and I'm not going to, that's not my job to explain that tonight, nor am I going to. And if I ever find five apostolic preachers that agree on it, I might believe their position, but I ain't met even five of them that agree. And so, but we do know that it is, there's going to be some folks that are saved that go through this time frame because the Bible says that they're going to they're be inheritors of heaven. The Bible says that. They're not going to have taken the mark. So somewhere, in the, and there's only one plan of salvation. So, and that's Acts 2.38. So I ain't got all the answers, but I'm just going to tell you, there are going to be some folks that's going to come through this uh, and they are going to give their lives because they will not take the mark. They will not bow down and worship. That's a, I mean, that, those are clear facts in the scripture. I, that's not giving you a position. I'm just telling you what's in the book. It's in your Bible. It's in my Bible. And so, and so wherever you land, the fact of the matter is there are going to be individuals that are going to go through this. And they are going, most of them, the vast majority, are going to take the mark. They will worship the image of the beast. That's what the Bible said. It will be so bad that it will, it, you'll, you, if you don't, you ain't going to eat. If you don't, you're not going to work. 
We're seeing rumblings of that already. Never, never, never have we ever seen what we're seeing right now. It is, it is moved. Now, and, and I'm on, we're going to get here into, into some of this other stuff. So if you've got your Bibles, keep your Bibles open. And, and if you're making notes, you're going to make some notes. Uh, and I'm going to try and teach, preach this. And so, and so never have we seen what we're seeing right now. At no point in world history, not just American history, in world history. And so we, get, we have problems sometimes because as Americans, we just view everything in the Bible through American lens. And this is not written about the Americans. This is written about the world. The Antichrist is coming to dominate the world. I mean, there's a, there, is, there is some type of mark that is going to come upon all humanity if you want to eat, if you want to buy, if you want to sell, if you want to live any type of quality of life at least for about three and a half years. If you want to live any type of quality of life, and the Bible even says during that time there's going to be peace. And so I, I ain't got figured it all out. Talk to somebody else that knows. And, and, and I knew one guy that knew all the answers and he passed away and couldn't even figure out he was going to pass away. Anyways, never mind. Uh, and so uh, just all, all that stuff. <laughs> All that stuff that goes with, just beware of folks that got all the answers. Because nobody does. We see some of these things through a glass darkly. But what I'm preaching right now is some things that are absolute. The event is coming. Children, young people, notice in your Bible it said both small and great, rich and poor, Nobody, free and bond, nobody's getting out of it. The only way out of it for some is you're going to have to be willing to have your head cut off. What the scripture said, they lost their heads. It may be some other forms of death, but that's the only way out. I will not bow down and worship. Well, that means you're going to starve. Boy, then all them folks that have a problem fasting today and say they love God, you're going to have a problem when you've got to choose between a mark and a burger or serving God. Well, I'll do it. I, you know, years ago, you hear this preached. First of all, I'll, I'll serve God when we get to that point. Well, if you can't do it now, you can forget about doing it then. You'll be one of the first ones in line. Sign me up. I want a burger. I want to work. I want to be able to sell. Just, just whatever I got, I'm going to prove it here in just a moment. That's the world that we live in. Now, the scripture said those that receive a mark. Now, there are some folks, there are some, some people out there, and I hesitate to say this because I don't want to cast out, but it is the truth, which is really one of the reasons why I started doing this study, never realizing that I would ever, I never contemplated preaching what I'm preaching right now. Uh, there is even apostolic preachers, some, that consider this portion of scripture in conjunction with another one that we're going to get to as, as almost symbolic. They, they have a hard time with it. And so because, because we say, well, we can't explain it, so then we're just going to make it symbolism. That's the same train of thought and, and some of you don't know what this is I'm going to mention, and that's fine. Don't go find out and, or, or talk to your pastor. But that's some of you do. You'll know the word. That's the same train of thought that preterists go down. 
Everything is just imagery. It's a symbol. It's a, it, it, and, so, and so when we read the scripture, they go so far as to say all these things have happened. Some even say we're living in the millennium. <laughs> How did you like that? Boy, if this is a thousand years of peace. <laughs> God bless you. But I, I'm not buying that train. I mean, no tickets there. This train, this train don't care. Never mind. I'm going to get uh, and so the scripture says, the scripture says a mark. I want to say a mark. So let's establish what a mark is. Uh, a mark, there's two words for, uh, two Greek words in your Bible for the word mark. And, and so the first is scopio. Scopio, everyone say scopio. At least if you leave here today, you'll know a little Greek. Amen. Uh, mark 16 and verse 17, the scripture says, a mark them which cause division against you. That word scopio means to observe, to direct attention, or to take heed about something. Mark them. He says, mark them that cause dissension. Mark them that, observe them. And, and then he goes on to say, don't even have any fellowship with them. Those that, those that come in and try to destroy fellowship. Those that come in and, and, and breed uh, contentious spirits. Don't even fellowship them. Mark them. Understand that's the spirit that they are. I ain't going around that spirit. And so that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a mark. The scripture said in Philippians chapter 3, verse 17, Mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. So now it's a different, it's the same word. He says, mark those that are causing division, but also mark those that are doing right. Those that those are examples I can follow. I want to be like my pastor. I want to be like one of the leaders in the church. I I want to that, that's the mark them. That's that's what I want. That's the kind of they're following God. I'm going to follow God like they're following God. And then Philippians chapter three and verse fourteen says to press toward the mark for the prize the high calling of God. Press toward the mark. What's the mark? The mark is the prize of the high calling of God. I'm pressing towards that mark. I've got to hit that mark. It's like a target. It's not, it's not a notch. It's not, it's, it's not the other word. It's, it means I'm press. I got a direction. I'm headed somewhere. It means, it means to let, to observe and to have a purposeful attention. Christians, I'll say it anyways. Christians should not have attention deficit disorder. God bless you if you got any. I'm talking about it in a spiritual sense. That's divided loyalties. It's distractions. Somewhere in there you've got to get your attention centered. You'll never hit the mark if you're distracted off in all kinds of other places. You'll never be able to get to the place in God. I, I, I want to go there, but I'm going to run over here, and then I'm going to come over here, and then I'll sit down here. And it's not going to work that way. There has to come a, a drive to you, a single-mindedness. The Scripture says in one place, and, I, and, and, and I'm, going to, I'm going to use this principle for everything in Christianity, and that is when the apostle or, or David said one thing, one thing. He was so focused. One thing. I'm a king. I got business over here. I got this over here. I got 
got wars to fight over here, but there's only one thing that's always on my mind. It's the one thing that's driving me, that I can dwell in the house of the Lord. The one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. That one thing, that one mark, if I can get to that mark, I got to work a job. I got to take care of my kids. I got to feed the baby. I got to do all this stuff. But if I can just hit this mark right there, I have succeeded in everything in life. So, and so that, that's that mark. That mark is one that we must have. Then there is the mark that is recorded in our scripture. And that mark is different. That mark is the word shagarma. And it means, it means a stamp, an imprinted mark or a brand. It means to carve or to sculpt or a graven work. Something that is implanted. It's, it's marked upon the body. The beast is the one that, that drives this mentality, this marking mentality. It is, it, is, it is something that goes way beyond this passage of Scripture here. It is, it is the marking of the human body is something that has been around for many, 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 many years, thousands of millennia. And, and it was always done by the heathen nations. It was one of the qualifications, one of the, one of the, of the determining factors, differences that God put in place for his people Somebody get me Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 29. One of you young people, get me Leviticus. You need to know this is in your Bible because you're dealing with this. You are dealing with this, what I'm talking about right now, in, in ways that our generation, my generation never did. Um, and, so, and so you need to know this verse is in your Bible. And you need to mark it. And then, and then you need to understand why what we're preaching, what this mark means. And, and why stance, this particular standard of separation is in the church today. So which one of you young people have this? This is Leviticus chapter 19 and 29. Who's got it? Uh, Brother, okay, Brother uh, Jaheem, read. Yeah. That's Leviticus 19 and 29? That'd be the wrong verse. It's in 19, though. Uh, we'll find it real quick. But that's a good verse. Yeah, don't do that. That's bad. Don't none of you don't none of you young people do that, especially especially young young girls. That's a that's we don't no prostitution. That that'll help you out. Amen. God's God's young ladies should not be prostitutes. Hallelujah. And the and the boys shouldn't be prostitutes either. Uh, let's see here. Um, boy, that's that good preaching. Thank you. I appreciate your help. There it is, verse 28. I wrote it. I wrote I, I was one verse off. I knew I was close. Okay. All right, look there. Uh, uh, Sister Haley, you know how to read? Okay, good. I, I know. Okay, would you read, you'd, would you read verse uh, 28 for me? So the Lord told his people, one of the requirements of coming out of Egypt and out of the wilderness and into the promised land, 
He said, I want you to know that you, you are my people, and you will not cut yourselves for the dead, nor will you make any markings on your bodies. That's what the Lord told his people. And so it was because of this verse that for many, many, many years, and particularly after, after Judaism, they converted and, and, then, and then into other times of life and, or times and seasons, uh, that, that it became a, a the, even, even among the world, they begin to, to, to get away from the markings of the body, piercings, tattooing. That's what the scripture is talking about. Why? Because the heathen nations of that day, they did all that stuff, as the verse there tells you in one place, and one of the reasons they did, is to remember the dead. It was, it was, in, it was an act of devotion to the person that died and to the God. It was, they, they in, as a matter of fact, I know, I know you've run across this in Africa, and, I mean, it's in other countries, but, but the piercings of the ear, all that has symbolisms of allowing spirits in or appeasing spirits. And so all of, all of these things, the, the scripture says, that my people aren't going to mark themselves this way. It's not what we're going to do. And so, and so we, see, we see this, uh, uh, an idea of this. Now, we don't find that verse in the New Testament. So those that want to do all those things and still call themselves Christians, they will say, well, you don't have a Bible verse for that in the New Testament. Well, we sort of do. We have a principle. Where the scripture said in 1 Corinthians, he said, your bodies are not your own. You're bought with a price. Once you come, as long as you're in the world, you do whatever you want to with that body. But when you come to the Lord, God's people do not do those things. Why? Because of all of the spiritualism and all of the demonic influences that are behind it. So we don't do those things now. It is still the way of the world and of demonic spirits to mark the body. We find this in our passage of Scripture that we open with in our text. It is no small surprise that the Antichrist decides that the way he is going to show everybody who his worshipers are is to mark the body. It's going to be on the right hand or it's going to be on the forehead. I have, I have gotten much, much um, joy. Joy is not the word. Uh, amusement out of all of those that have that have felt like they was going to get a shot or whatever and they was going to accidentally get the mark of the beast. Folks, let me just tell you something. That is going to be a visible sign that everybody on earth is going to be able to see. Just as the mark of holiness on God's people is visible, the demonic spirits of this world is going to mark their children the same way. And there's already a practice. It's been in practice since they begin to tattoo bodies. It's been in practice. Let me just tell you, some of you are too young. You won't remember this. You don't understand this because you're living in, in the last 20, 25 years. But until, and I can tell you the actress that brought the tattooing stuff in and the prominence within this new age group here. It, her name was Angelina Jolie. 
back in the late 90s, I believe, somewhere in there. She brought it in with the tattoos, and after that, all the girls started getting the tattoos. Before that, it was mainly just boys that got it. And usually, you was going to be in the Hells Angels. You was going to be some gangbanging somewhere to some prison affiliation, or you was somewhere in one of the elite military units. And everybody else said, no, we don't want to do that because you're marking the body. Once you've marked it, it's forever marked. And, and Angelina Jolie and the, and the works of Hollywood, which is demonically possessed uh, in its broader scheme, not all of them are. And, and so, and it brought all this marking of the body into where we are today where every young person has almost no problem. And when I say young person, I'm not talking about this teenager. I'm talking about, about 35, 30 to 35 and down. Matter of fact, if you preach this message in a lot of places and begin to go down, you'd make folks mad. Well, you're judging. No, we're not judging. We're making a difference. There's God's people uh, and there's the demonic people. That's where we're headed, folks. Uh, if you think all of this is just, well, you're just, making, you're, you're just making this up. No, the Bible lets us know there is coming a day when there will be judgments made on whether or not I, I am going to live for God uh, or whether I'm going to take some marks in my body that's going to identify me as a worshiper of the Antichrist. That's what the Bible says. So what do you want to do? Do you want to mark it down in your mind? I ain't going that way. I'll never go that way. I thank God my dad, my dad was a heathen. He, was a, he, he wasn't even a backslider. He, he's only been baptized Jesus now. He was a heathen. I mean, he was a pervert. He is all kinds of stuff. But there's two things he told me, you ever do and walk in this house? He said, oh, uh, well, I can't say what he said. Anyways, he, he, do, he wouldn't be nice. I would be, I wouldn't, anyways, it just wouldn't be good. And I believed him. And I didn't do it. And I thank God that I didn't do some of those things. Because I'm not carrying around the marks for the rest of my life. Now, if you're here today and you have some, my God, what do I do? You, that's just what you were. That's not what you are anymore. From this point on, uh, God, I, this, this body is yours. I can't do anything about what I did in this body before. But God, uh, this body is yours. I'm going to worship you with it. I can't do it. Hey, thank God for the blood. Uh, it washes away the past. But there's decisions that are made back there you got to live with the rest of your life. That's why I know my young folks and young people that love God, don't go out there and get messed up in a bunch of garbage. Be careful of what you go out there and start messing with because there's chains on it you'll have for the rest of your life. Thank God he's been faithful. Thank God I can come back and love him and worship him. But I'm going to tell you, there's things you're going to have to pay for for the rest of your life. And the world wants to... They just want to mark everybody. Why? It's in preparation for the mark. Earrings, nose piercings, belly piercings, and all the other piercings. It's all in preparation for the mark. All, that's all it is. And it's coming. I hope, Brother Sell, that we get out of here. Well, all I know is there's going to be some folks. Somebody's going to go through it. Somebody's not going to take it. Somebody's going to heaven. I hope there's an exit before, and I ain't part of that group. But if I'm not, if, that, if we don't get out of here, if we go through it, I ain't taking no one. I ain't doing that. 
you cut my head off, I'll do whatever I gotta do. I'll die of hunger, but I ain't taking the mark. I, this world's not my home. And you know where I got practice for that? I got practiced when it was easy. I got practice when it was easy to say, no, I ain't doing that. Why? Because I love God. Because I want to serve him. It's easy right now with the footman. How in the world are you going to run with the horseman? And so, and so this mark that is there, that is an absolute, it will be visible to some degree. Everybody will be forced to take it, so you're not going to get it on accident. And it will be marketed as such. And we know that because the scripture said you will have to take it in order to show that you're worshiping. We're not there yet, but we're headed there. If the Lord don't get us out of here in the next few years, I'm just telling you, we're headed there as a world. Forget America, we're headed there as a world which is an exact fulfillment of the scripture. So you better make up your mind right now. God, whether you take me out of here or I go through this, I'm going to make up my mind right now. I ain't taking nothing. I'm going to start practicing right now. God, I'm not going to let them mark my body. Well, praise God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I know some folks will read that in there. I'm not preaching pro or against or, or for vaccine. I'm just telling I don't personally, this is just, I don't care what, what somebody does. It don't bother me in or out. If I, was, if I had to go out of the country and be a missionary, your pastor, if I was your pastor and I was going to Africa, I'd take it in 30 seconds. I mean, I just, if you got to go there, that's, that's your burden. There's a whole lot of missionaries, folks. You go ahead and throw some, I, I don't know why, I didn't mean to get here, but, but there's some folks, you, you be careful about all these folks on Facebook and all them other places that ain't responsible for one soul in this building. You don't get caught up in their mess. As for me and my house, we're going to serve God. Amen. And so, and so the script, well, no, I'm going to get rabbit trails. And so, and so this mark is coming. It is coming. So what is, what is, what's the, what's the alternative? Well, there is. Now, there is a group in the scripture, and it talks about a group that is sealed in their Foreheads. And and it is twelve thousand. Is that right? Twelve thousand from each tribe. And everybody's got their opinions on those. I, however, do not. <laughs> I just read it says twelve thousand, that's what it says. I'm not looking for symbology symbolism or anything like that. God bless everybody. I'm not a Jew, so I ain't worried about it. And so but it's there. I ain't got all the answers. But it says that they are sealed in their forehead. And some Well, go so far as to say, well, they're sealed and they're marked. That means the same thing. Well, that just shows that they're not studying their scriptures. And so let me help some folks here. The word seal comes from the word sphragis, which means a seal placed on books, like to keep a book closed, a signet ring which was dipped in wax, hot wax, and then it was put on pieces of paper as a, as a sign of authority that this is stamped with my signet. As an inscription writing, an impression made by a seal to confirm, 
to prove or to authenticate anything by a seal, token, or proof. And it carried with it the main idea behind being sealed was security. Something that was put away and sealed. Not marked, sealed. God does not mark his people. Matter of fact, if you wanted to go deeper into the, the, the seal, and it's only mentioned that way about that group, sealed in their foreheads. And it is not a seal that everybody sees like as under the mark of the beast. It is a seal that it appears through the scripture that only the angels will see. Because it's on the reason why they're sealed that way, the scripture said, is because judgment's coming upon the earth and I don't want you to get the wrong guys. And so they have a special seal. That way you know who they are. That has a direct allusion to in the Old Testament, the high priest wore a, wore a headpiece. And on that headpiece was a brass or a gold plate, I believe it was, or was it brass? I can't remember. Anyways, a plate. And on it it said, Holiness unto the Lord. Sealed, if you would, with holiness across the mind. In the New Testament, we only find the word sealed used in one way when it comes to apostolic Christians. And that is being sealed with the Holy Ghost. You have two options today. You can either wait for a marking by the Antichrist. You can practice those markings right now through worldly means. Or you can say, you know what? I want to be sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Oh, I want the Holy Ghost more than anything. I want the Spirit of God. I'm not interested in what everybody else sees. I'm just interested in what God sees. That God, if they can see anything, let it be you through me. Oh, hallelujah. I feel, I feel like preaching now. I said, I feel like preaching now. There's some sealing here in this place. What does it mean? Why do we press for Holy Ghost-filled services? We're walking in one more time in the midst of a wicked and perverse generation that's practicing getting marked up for an antichrist. Get me sealed one more day. Get me sealed one more time. Let me talk in tongues. Let me represent him. That's put his stamp of approval on my life. Who says you? You're secure in him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. My, 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 my. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, my, 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 my. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. Just a few more verses. And I'm going to be done here in just a minute. Man, this just, it's just good. I, I don't know if I'll preach this again, but it feels good right now. I'll tell you that much. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13. Scripture said, in whom? Ye also trusted. After that, ye heard the word of truth. What happens when you are pre when we're preaching? You're hearing the word of truth. Oh, hallelujah! For faith cometh by hearing, 
and hearing by the word of God. And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall he preach unless he's sent? When you come into these doors, you're coming out of a world of marking. You're coming out of a world of inking. And you're coming into a world that's sealed. You're coming into a world. That's why the world will never understand preaching like this. The reason when worldly people come into churches like this, and especially a service like this, where, where if you had a bunch of folks that were ex-gangbangers and all that other kind of stuff, and folks that are prone, you don't even got to be that anymore. Now it's just, it's just common to, to do all that kind of thing. You police officers and everybody. You preach something like this, the first thing, now, I, I pastored, so, so I know, and, and I didn't argue with God about this message, but I just knew. But, but I know, I've pastored, and you got folks out there, you're trying to get sinners in. But sinners are just doing what sinners do with the world. So this type of preaching or teaching can do something, it can make them mad really quick. Well, they're just self-righteous in there. Well, they're just this. They're just judging me because when in fact we're not. The truth is, is, is we got a bunch of young people that ain't been out there yet, and we hope they never do. But I'm going to tell you what. I hope if any of you ever backslide, when you go out there, you're scared to death. I ain't going to practice no Antichrist stuff. I, I might do some stupid things, but, but I ain't going to mark this body up. Huh? Oh, hallelujah. Why? Because when I come back, I want to be able to lift up holy hands. I want to be able to say, God, the body is still okay. But it makes our world nervous. See, they don't understand this type of preaching. The church was never meant to be understood by the world. So what happens when the world comes in? They got one of two options. They either get mad and think you're... You know, we're just, we're just mean, bigoted, whatever. We don't like them. We're going to go down over to the first church of the Frigidaire or the first church of the Rainbow and do whatever we want. Or they get convicted because they're honestly looking at the Word and they see it too. And they say, I can't do anything about what I've done, but I want to do something about my future. And God begins to draw them. And understanding comes to honest hearts and minds and spirits. And that's both the tragedy and the blessing of preaching. You could you we can preach the word. And it don't matter how we preach it. If we were just doing a little teaching or if we we're just preaching like I'm preaching right now, where where the eternity hangs in the balance on these decisions. We just do a little Bible study. Here's just a little. I've had them get mad at me in the middle of Bible study. And I ain't yelling, screaming, nothing. Just, just talking about Bible. Had them get mad at me. Had them get mad. But I've had other folks in the same service that are there and tears start coming down their face. Why? Because their heart is tender. And they're saying, you know what? I want what God has for me. I want to be sealed by God not marked by the world. I'm going to say that again. I want to be sealed by the Holy Ghost, not marked by the world. There's some of you, you've lived for God all your life, 
you have such a great testimony. I feel, and this is this is not hyperbole, or I, I really feel when I'm around some saints of God that that's all they know. They don't know worldly songs. They don't know. They don't know the worldly vernacular. They don't know. I, I'm like God. Why you even have me preach? And I mean that because they have learned. They they are living for God. And they're not being marked by the world. And they've learned how to stay sealed in the Holy Ghost. That doesn't mean they're perfect. But they learn somewhere at early ages. God, I want to stay in the seal of the Holy Ghost. If you can grab a hold of that, there's nothing like it. Rather than live a life like I have and I'm sealed. Oh, Brother Nelson, I'm sealed. There ain't nothing like it. I ain't getting out of this. There's nothing in the world. But I can't do anything about the markings that are in my conscience, that are on my life. But none of those markings will send me to hell once I've repented of them. But there's a marking that's coming. This is what you got to understand. That every sin that we do and we don't repent over is leading us to accepting the mark of the beast when it comes. Why? Because our conscience gets seared. Well, I'm just going to do this. Well, I'm just going to do that. Well, I'll just do this. It don't mean anything. That just, that's just judgment. Oh. No, it's, it's a practice run that should everybody in this room live long enough for these events to occur. It's a practice run to see whether or not you'll stay sealed or take marks because every mark on your spirit right now is a practice run for taking the mark of the beast. Jesus, let's love the Lord right now. What a presence of the Lord that's here among us. Whew, my, 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 my. Oh, hallelujah. My, 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 Jesus. Thank you, God, for your mercy that's here. Thank you, God, to be able to be sealed by you today. God, every individual in this house has the opportunity to walk out of this building sealed by your spirit today. Oh, Lord Jesus, if anybody here has been marked by sin in their mind, in their spirits today, God, in their bodies in any way, God, I pray, Lord, that Holy Ghost conviction would come, that before we left this building today, God, we want to be sealed in the Holy Ghost again. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. My, 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 my. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Stand with me. I'm going to read one more verse in closing. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30 says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit 
of God. The mark of the beast is coming, but the spirit of it's already here. Because every sin you commit is a practice run for the mark of the beast. Every, every evil thought is a practice run. It's a, it's a marking of the mind. It's a conditioning. Forget the act. You'll never get to the act if you take hold of the, the thoughts. But every one of them, the attitudes, it's a practice run for whether or not I'll take the mark that's coming. The scripture said, don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Don't, that don't just mean make him sad. That idea of grief is to, it's like grief when somebody's dead. Somebody has done, it's, it's like lose. That's how God feels. Now, he's writing this to the church. He's not writing this to sinners. Sinners are dead in trespasses and sin. It don't matter what they do unless they want to repent and Holy Ghost conviction like is here right now gets a hold of them and then they can come to the altar and they can repent. But he's writing to the church. Don't grieve God. Don't make him feel like what you've done is a death between you and him. I wonder... I've never thought this before in my life until just now. But I wonder if that's not how God felt with Adam and Eve. One day they're walking together. And the next day, because the Spirit's holy, and you've been marked by knowledge you should have never had. You chose the mark rather than being sealed, Adam and Eve. You're going to have to leave. And I wonder if God didn't grieve. Some folks, they get backslidden children. They feel so bad. They, what did I do wrong? How, what could I have done right? Let me just tell you something. God's. He had two children. There was no internet. There was no other places to go. There was no bars. There was no television. There was no movies. And none of that. And God's own children backslid. Because it comes into people's hearts on whether or not I want to be marked by the world. Marked by bitterness. Marked by anger. Marked by frustration. Marked by all of the spirits of this world. Lord God, I want to be sealed. Don't grieve the Holy Ghost. Whereby the scripture said, Ye are sealed. You're secure. In Him I can rest. You gave me the Holy Ghost. I'm sealed until the day you come back. And I ain't going anywhere. That's what God's looking for. God, it doesn't matter. Though you slay me, Job said it without the Holy Ghost. 
Though you slay me, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to stay sealed in my relationship with you. No Holy Ghost. No Holy Ghost. No tongue talking. No preacher. Nobody going, come on, Job, you can make it. He made up his mind. No, 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 no. I'm going to stay sealed with my relationship with God. And if Job can do it without the Holy Ghost, how much more is God looking for us? You and I. Because if I ever lose this, I become shipwrecked. I ain't above what I'm preaching. I got to have the same tenacity, the same love for this that I'm preaching for y'all to have. God, I'm going to stay sealed because I don't want to grieve you. And I'm not looking to practice being marked up. Oh, would you just lift your hands wherever you are right now. Let's just love the Lord. Come on. Come on. You talk to God like you really feel to talk to God right now. Come on. The Holy Ghost is here and helping us right now. You can walk out. If you've walked in this building with any doubts about whether or not I'm sealed and ready when Jesus comes or ready to go through whatever I might need to go through, I'm going to walk out of here sealed. Oh, come on. Talk to him. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Uh, I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded nothing's going to mark me up. I'm persuaded nothing's going to separate me. Uh, Nothing's going to mark me up uh, that I'm going to miss what God has for me. Uh, Nothing means more to me than being sealed by the Holy Ghost uh, than having a mind and spirit that's sealed. Oh, hallelujah. Where it's appropriate, where it's right. Why don't you just reach over and pray with somebody? Come on, we're not going to make this any much any longer. But the Holy Ghost is helping us right now. Come on, just find somebody and pray with them where it's appropriate. Come on. God, we're going to go to heaven together. We're going to go sealed together. God, our families, our marriages, our young people. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, you can make it. You don't have to be marked up by the spirits of this world, uh, but you can be sealed uh, in the Holy Ghost uh, until the day uh, that the Lord returns to redeem us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Come on, that's right. Just reach out to the Lord a little while right now. Come on, convictions come among us. Encouragement has come to some of us. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
Oh, Lord Jesus, come on. You don't have to leave here not being sealed. Ah, I'm going to make up my mind. I'm going to make up my mind, God. I'm not going to be marked by this world anymore, Jesus. God, there's a choice I can make. There's a choice. God, the Antichrist is coming. The spirit of it's already at work. But God, I don't have to leave marked up anymore. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, that's right, church. Come on, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for pulling right now. The Holy Ghost is helping us here a little bit. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Lord. God, you've been faithful to us, Lord. Help us to remain faithful to you, Jesus. To remain faithful to you. To remain faithful to you. Oh, we love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor. Ask him a question. Say, do you want the mark or the seal? You're going to make up your mind with every action, with every thought, daily, on what you want. Amen. Let's love the Lord together one more time. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. 